Hello everybody and welcome back to the Real Time Podcast. This podcast is for those who are looking to become inspired and level up in all aspects of life. The Real Time Podcast brings you content of real value through being open, honest and upfront about how things are to provide real and constructive advice on how to start stepping up and becoming your higher self. Well then, what are you waiting for? It's time to get real. Welcome our special guest for today. So welcome to Jasmine Pusch, a life coach who is going to just pour her incredible energy into us all today. So welcome, Jasmine. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. I'm so excited for you to be here. So, um, you know, you just have this incredible energy about you. So I just can't wait to dive straight into this episode. So what I'll get you to do is can you just give our listeners a quick introduction to who you are, you know, what is it you do and all of that juicy stuff? Mm, Okay. So for me personally, now in my essence of career, I like to to categorize it specifically to one thing, I love helping people embody who they are, taking their power back, going after the life that they want to go after, and like really activating their potential. And it all stemmed from myself trying to figure out, you know, which, which everyone I found in the coaching industry all stems from you struggling with something really, really hardcore and then learning how to navigate your way through. So over the last year and a half, I've been doing a lot of deep inner work and really discovering who I am and what it is that I had to offer the world. And through that process, I was like, damn, I can make a career out of it. So I've been doing that for the last year now. And it's been absolutely wonderful being able to just witness people transform. And that's something that you honestly can't put a price tag on. That is incredible. And I can just imagine by giving so much through what you do through work, you'll be receiving so much positivity and light and joy and great energy back as well. So I absolutely love that. So you mentioned that um, you kind of started taking this career path because of some challenges, which I guess you kind of had to overcome. So tell me a bit about what inspired you to become a life coach and what, what are these things that you went through and how did you overcome them? So my journey, my journey of like really discovering myself happened in 2017 was really the bringing point of me actually escalating my life into life coaching. And what it was is 2017, I had an intense breakup and I was with that partner for five years. And then all of a sudden we're separated and I'm like, well, I was like, who am I? Who am I? And what is it that I have to offer the world? And through that journey, it ended up me developing a lot of anxiety, me going really, really heavy into drug use. And by drug use, like I smoked a lot of weed, I dabbled in psychedelics and I just numbed out. Like I numbed out absolutely completely. And through doing that for two years, it eventually through like came up in my face. And all of a sudden I'm presented with so much anxiety. I'm struggling with depression. I'm at a job that I hate. And it came to a point where I literally broke and I had to quit my serving job and be at home and work on my own anxiety, work how to heal my depression because I'd go to work and it just felt like I was on 24 seven. I wasn't able to control my mindset. I wasn't able to control my body. I was experiencing insomnia, hair loss. Like I lost my period, intense gut issues. And it was at that moment where I was like, Hey, I have to do something different for myself. And at that time too, I was serving, I quit June, 2019, but I was enrolled in school to be a holistic health coach. And I was like, at that point, I was kind of introduced into the coaching essence. 
And through that process of going to school, working on myself, I realized I wanted to personally go the route of life coaching more than like nutrition based things. Cause I was able to cure my anxiety and my depression through mindset work, through self-love work, through, you know, having open conversations. And then when I was able to bring myself to a place of really feeling good about myself, really feeling good of what is it, what it is that I can offer the world and realizing that I needed to do something meaningful. Like I love to talk. I love to have depth. And I'm like, you don't get that serving. You don't get that working a regular nine to five job. And it was like, I can't, I can't go back to the regular world. I've been off work now, you know, for the last six months. I'm like, what can I do? And it was at that point where I was like, Jasmine, you have to figure out how to make this work because living within that world is not suitable for you and your soul. That's what's causing you so much anxiety as well too. And it was just really figuring out what's going to make me feel the most alive and actually taking action on it. And it was like, well, now here I am on the flip side, having a coaching business, which is another, the beautiful thing of it all is I never imagined myself actually being here. You know, I was like, I never thought I would ever have a coaching practice, but being able to witness my own transformation, I was like, I can do this for other people. And how fulfilling would that be? Yeah, that's so incredible. I love that. And so what was that leap like for you when you switched out from that nine to five life into this new path of coaching and helping people? Like, what was that leap like for you? Because I feel like it, it, it would be a big decision to make and it could have had like, you could have had a lot of fears and all of that revolving around it. So just share a bit about that and, and here are the challenges and, uh, you know, that whole process. Mm-hmm. So taking the leap is scary. It's so freaking scary. And you think you've done the work, you know, you think you're doing the mindset work. You think you're doing the self-love work when you're doing, you know, things within your regular nine to five. But when you start up a business, it is literally like shadow work tossed in your face day in and day out. Because now all of a sudden it's like, wow, I have to let myself be seen. I have to position myself as an authority. And for me, the hardest thing that I struggled with is like, I've naturally always been that friend to give advice. Now, all of a sudden, I want to charge thousands of dollars for my work. So this huge essence of not feeling worthy of my own creativity, not feeling worthy of my own work, I had to work through that. I had to work through being seen. I had to work through my own money story. I had to work through my own confidence. I had to work on finding my voice. And it was through creating this business that I really found myself more than anything that I've ever done. So like people that are like on the fence, absolutely worth it. Start a business. If you have that ache in your soul, I've learned if you have that desire to do something, act on it because you have that desire for a reason, but going the road of an entrepreneur, having a coaching business, whatever it may be, is one of the most challenging things that you can ever do in this lifetime because you have to face yourself. There's nothing you can mask. You're not going into an environment now having someone tell you what to do. You're now responsible for your life. And we are so used to having our lives decided for us that going this path, you're like, I, I am in control and that's scary as shit. And I don't know what to do, but trusting myself, learning to trust myself to actually create the life. So it's like watching myself grow over the last year, like getting on podcasts like this like before I wouldn't be able to speak like this I'd be like oh my god like oh what are people thinking about me like oh what if I lose viewers like what if this isn't the the right thing that people want to hear and it would I would always be judging myself in my head all the time and like I would stutter and like oh my god the most cringiest original YouTube videos and like IG stories that I ended up doing but I had to start somewhere and I had to keep going outside my comfort zone and proving to myself that going outside my comfort zone isn't as scary or as dangerous as my mind is making it out to be and it's so beautiful being able to witness yourself go from where you are to a version of yourself that you never thought was possible. And that's why I keep doing what I'm doing because 
my heart, my heart like aches. And it's like, I need you, Jasmine. Jasmine, you need to step into something bigger than yourself. And the only way for me to actually do that is to have my own coaching business, for me to live life on my own terms. And that's what this has really provided me with. Yes, yes. I love this. Oh my gosh. If only the listeners could see you right now and I can literally just see the passion and like in your face. It's it's beautiful. It's incredible. It's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um so yes, yeah, so you uh, you talk about those fears that you have with like feeling like, you know, who who's going to want to listen to me on podcasts and this and that. And so I think all that does come back to your self-worth and and, and that limiting beliefs that are present with you. So how did you overcome these issues you were having with worthiness? And how did you get to this place where you're now, you know your worth, you know your value, you have that confidence that it wasn't necessarily within you before? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was telling myself, giving myself permission to suck was a huge thing. It's like, Love girl, that. like you have to suck. Like, you know, I I like to use the analogy. First time you guys go out, ride a bike, you're not going to ride a bike perfectly. You have to have training wheels. You're going to fall off your bike. You're going to scrape up some knees. But if you would have given up at that point of training wheels, you never would have been able to experience the freedom of riding a bike without the training wheels. So for myself, I kept reminding myself, I'm like, Jasmine, what is it that you want? Like, what is it that you want? And I have, oh my God, the amount of breakdowns that I have had building myself up to this point. And I think that's really important to emphasize you guys, because you see everyone in this position in their highlight reel, in their glory, being like, wow, this girl's like kicking it. Like she's rocking it. She's, you know, using her voice. She's confident. You guys have no idea the amount of nights I've cried myself to sleep, the amount of moments I've wanted to vomit on podcasts, vomit on my own, you know, Facebook lives and my own Instagram lives. But I kept reminding myself, I'm like, Jasmine, in order for you to go from step one to step 500, you have to take every single step in between. And I kept reminding myself, like, this is to to gain confidence, you guys, isn't all of a sudden, I mean, mindset's a huge thing, you know, reminding myself, like, hey, like, I'm a powerful speaker and I would do affirmations, but it's through taking action that you're going to gain that confidence. And I think that's where people have it backwards. They're like, well, if I just keep telling myself I'm confident, I'm going to be really confident. Like, yes, that really does help. But unless you actually challenge yourself to do the very thing, And I like to say dance with the resistance that comes up. So instead of me being in a position like this where I'm like, okay, I have anxiety right now. I'm, I'm nervous. Like, like what if, what if, what if I have two options and I tell my clients this, I'm like, you can either go the path of being like, okay, you know what? I'm not shit. I can't do this. I do suck. Or you could sit with that and say, okay, you know what? I'm about to enter something new right now. I'm about to enter something unknown and that's scary, but I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to be like, for me, I'm like, I'm going to be here with you, little Jazzy. You got this. This is okay. It's scary, but we can do this. And taking like deep breaths and grounding myself or doing something that moves the energy through you, you guys, like dancing, doing somatic practices, heck, screaming, screaming, shaking it off before you do the things just to let that energy move through you because it's not forever. You have that moment of fear before you do something like unknown and uncomfortable, but then it goes away. And then you're like, wow, like seriously, what was I nervous about in the first place? And then you get to this space, like the space that I'm in now. And I'm like, oh my God, even though my original videos and everything were super cringy, I'm so proud of that version of myself for keep pushing through and keep making friends with the fear instead of viewing fear as a block. Fear is your friend. Fear is something that's guiding you like fear and excitement, right? They're on the same wavelength. So it's just like, welcome it in, you know, dance with it, get curious instead of getting frustrated with it. Yes. Yes. I truly believe that uh, failure is the best teacher. 
as well, you know? So, so if you're sitting there and you're not pursuing the things you want to pursue because you're, you're scared of failure, which is fear of failure is one of the biggest fears that anyone can have because it's not failure that we're scared of. It's embarrassment that we're actually scared of. We're, we're scared of the judgment that will come from that failure. So, so don't be scared of failing because through failing, you're going to learn. Through failing, you're going to grow. Through failing, failing, wow, you are going to discover things that you're not going to be able to discover if everything you do in life, you succeed at, you know? So, so I think that like, you know, exactly what you were talking about. Don't be scared of falling down. Get back up, keep on going, see what you can learn from that experience and dance with the resistance. Wow. I love that quote. I'm literally going to start using that all the time now because I think that is really, really, really well put together. Um, But yes, everything you just said, I cannot preach it enough. That was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, so um, I am getting major vibes that I guess that you're, you found your purpose. Life coaching is your purpose or at least one step within your greater purpose in life. So, um, you know, do you believe this? Do you believe that there are other things that are part of your purpose, other things that you've been put on this earth to do? Or uh, tell me all about it and tell me about how you really like, what was that moment where you realized that, yes, this is my purpose. This is what I was put on this earth for. Mm, I know for myself personally, there's more to it than where I'm at. Like if COVID wasn't, if COVID wasn't a thing right now, I would be doing retreats. I would be speaking on stages. I would have more in like public, like in-person things. That's where my heart's really calling because I'm like doing stuff like this virtually. I'm like, it's great. It gives me the freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want. But there's still that underlying essence of not being able to truly connect with the human. Like being able to, I'm a touchy-feely person. So being able to like hug a person, being able to actually feel the energy on such a more intense level. So in the future, I want to be hosting retreats. I want to be speaking on stages. At some point, my my little soul has told me you need to write a book. I don't know when it's coming out, but at some point in the future, I know I'm going to be writing a book. Um, I do plan on having like a really well-known podcast as well too. I, I do so well speaking and I do so well writing. Those are definitely my strong suits for sure, for sure. So those are things that I want to do within the future and kind of a thing that for purpose when it really hit it's just being at home and really realizing i don't want to go back to what other people consider a job and that's really my driving force more than anything and i think people like i want to emphasize too when you feel like you found your purpose people get so stuck on that and being this has to be my purpose forever and i've learned to realize this is my purpose right now i don't know if i'm going to be a life coach forever i don't But all I know is I'm being called to do that right here, right now. And I need to honor that. And I need to trust that and trust to see where it's going to take me. And that's what I have to remind myself because my, the way that my brain works, it's like, it has a million and one ideas and it wants to execute, 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 execute. And I'm like, Jasmine, you got to be grounded here. Start here with what's presented in front of you and make your way through. And for me, having clients and being able to witness just being able to witness through having conversations, just through holding space, just through them doing activities. I was like, that's what people need. I'm like, people don't get that in their regular relationships. I was like, if I can be the one to provide that container for people to really be seen, heard, and understood, I was like, how more fulfilled? And I was like, this isn't work. Like it really doesn't become work. And you're like, I get to have conversation. I get to have conversations and change lives. I was like, this is really like, this is really what I get to do. And half the time, honestly, you guys, it hasn't really hit me yet that this is like really like my career. Cause I'm like, this is just stuff I do on the regular. 
anyways. And I think that's really what people mean. It's like, find something you really love and it doesn't feel like work. And, and it doesn't, and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of behind the scene things that you have to do in a coaching business and setting stuff up, like the core stuff of like transforming lives. I'm like, you get high off that stuff because you're able to just write, say, say one simple quote that changes a person's total perspective on how they operate in their own life. Now they have a different life. And I was like, and that, that's what blows my mind, you know, cause I've had that within my own personal experience. Like I've worked with coaches and I've been in about eight different coaching containers over the last year. And all I would have one thing. And I'm like that one, that one conversation we had radically changed the way that I view, view life. And that's all that life is. You guys, life is perspective. Life is belief systems. And all of a sudden you have that one shift. You're living a completely different reality. That's all that it takes. That's it. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. Yeah. Life is perspectives because yeah. you get the one thing we get to control or the one thing that we get to work on controlling is our perspective, how mm-hmm. we choose to wake up every day and view life. You know, you can live life in a very negative light or you can choose to seek positivity, fill your, your, your cup up with gratitude. You know, we get some control over how we get to perceive the life that we live. And I think that's really powerful. So incredible. Again, I just keep saying incredible because I'm loving this conversation. I am like really vibing your energy. Just saying. (laughs) So obviously you're very much of a people person. Mm -hmm. You mentioned how you love working like very face-to-face with people, connecting with them, connecting with their energy. So what is some of the work that you kind of like specialize with and and hone in on with your clients? Because you did mention the term shadow work before as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's quite a new, I've heard it briefly before, but it's quite a new concept to myself and my listeners. So if there are any of these sorts of like specialties that you kind of work with or focus on with clients, I'd love to learn about them. Mm-hmm. So I'll riff on shadow work. So the way that I interpret shadow work, it's like the parts of ourselves that we aren't willing to explore. So say, for example, like shadow work for me is like inner child work. Shadow work for me is past trauma, you know, how you grew up as a child, um, what your belief systems are, how you feel. There's so many parts of ourselves or even even things that we view as weaknesses, I believe can exist in the shadow because we deem it as something that holds us back, something that kind of hovers over our life. So being able to sit with it and be like, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to explore myself. Like, why do I feel unworthy? Where is this coming from? When's the first time I remember myself feeling unworthy? Is it really myself telling myself I feel unworthy or is it the opinions of other people within my own life? And kind of breaking it down to discover the root as to why you feel the way that you do and why it is that you're having the belief systems that you are. That for me is how I interpret shadow work. And I know other people will do it differently depending on like their degree in which, but it's really like being able to look at the parts of yourself that are heavier because it's be like, oh, you know, I have a great personality. Like I'm funny, you know, I'm outgoing. Those are, you know, you're light, but people will be like, okay, how did I get myself to being so funny? Right? Like for myself, me, humor for me was a coping mechanism because I was bullied from kindergarten all the way up until grade 10. So instead of feeling my pain, I just used humor to mask it. So that's why I'm funny. But now I've come to a place where my humor is no longer a coping mechanism because I've been able to look at the parts of myself that felt unworthy and unloved to use coping, like to use humor as a coping mechanism. So it's kind of like understanding why you show up the way that you do and to hold space for yourself and to hold compassion for yourself instead of being super mad and frustrated and being like, well, I just can't do that. It's like, no, there's a reason why you can't do that because you feel unworthy, because at this point in your life, your parents told you this, and this is what it translated into. 
And there's so many parts that we don't write, we don't explore, and you don't learn this stuff in school. No one tells you, hey, your childhood messes you up and gives you a whole bunch of coping mechanisms for you to work on in adulthood. So it's like really understanding those coping mechanisms more than anything is what has really helped me. And that's things I work on with my clients. So it's kind of like, depending on what situations that they're going through, it's like, like, walk me through it. Like walk me through the first moment you remember being judged to that degree. Okay. You know, and like tell me moments that you're having now within your own life that you're actually being judged. Oh, you're not. Okay. So you're living through the lens of the past. You're not allowing yourself to be present. You're not allowing yourself to explore the future because you had one moment of judgment. Now you've created this whole story around the fact that you're not worthy. So you don't execute on anything. So now you got to sit with yourself. You know, you got to be present with yourself, drop in your body, tell yourself affirmations, do things like Mast and Kip. Are you familiar with him? No, no, I haven't actually before. No. So Mast and Kip, he works with like the nervous system and talks a lot about disconfirming experiences. So what that is, is having an experience. So say, for example, you grew up in a childhood and there was a lot of yelling and chaos. So then seeking out relationships where there is no yelling and chaos and proving to yourself that that's now your new safety net, having a disconfirming experience that not, you know, healthy relationships aren't relationships that have anger in them, aren't relationships that have chaos, but rather relationships where there's communication and training your nervous system. Hey, I don't have to react. I can be present here. I don't have to get angry, nor do they. And teaching yourself a new version of what healthy looks like. So there's... There's so much into it, but it's having those containers and that's what coaching containers are. Coaching containers are disconfirming experiences because you have someone who's going to be present with you and I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to hold space for you to be as vulnerable as you can be for you to work through your own stuff. Wow. I love that. That's so like deep and interesting. Like it's, it's, it's almost like you're having to dig into people's subconscious to discover like the deepest, deepest root causes of the things that they've allowed to build up over time. So that is so, so interesting. I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess that that's a whole like concept again, to do with self-discovery and helping people become more aware of themselves and their thoughts and who they are. Um, Mm -hmm. So kind of like, tell me a bit more about what self-discovery has been for you. And I'm sure like, because this is something that we talk about quite a lot, you know, on this podcast is discovering yourself, becoming more aligned with your purpose and who you are and your intuition and all of this. But for someone who maybe feels very confused about how they could actually start like discovering themselves more and and working on self-discovering, like how would you go about that? Mm -hmm. That's where I brought my handy dandy. <laughs> I wrote down my my five things that really helped me in my own self-discovery process. And I think first and foremost, you guys, it's when you take a look at yourself, I really emphasize looking at yourself through the lens of curiosity rather than frustration. Because it's so easy to be like, okay, I'm going to do the work now. I'm going to work on myself. And then all of a sudden you look at yourself and you're like, okay, well, I got to change this. I got to work on this. I got to do that. This is a habit I have to change. Oh my God, I got to work. Next thing you know, you're 10, 15 different things that you got to work on. You become so overwhelmed that you shut down. And now you're either in a mode where you run away and do absolutely nothing, or you put yourself into a, a pity party where you're just like, oh my God, like I suck. Like I never do anything right. This always happens. What's the point of change? And you get into, you know, a downward spiral. So it's like, first and foremost, explore yourself with curiosity, you know, get, you know, create awareness around things that you 
And I'm going to emphasize you want to change, not what, you know, your mom wants you to change or what your friends want you to change or what your job wants you to change. It's like, what is it about yourself that you want to change? What is the ideal version of you? What, what does she or he look like? How do they show up? How do they feel? Get an idea of what that looks like. Explore that with curiosity, drop the frustration and start with just one thing at a time. You guys like really pick one thing at a time. Like for me in my life right now, for example, I've realized I've neglected self-care. You know, I've been so busy, you know, in the, in the business trying to evolve that. I was like, I don't have self-care. So for me, the only thing that I'm working on, I get one solid hour at the start of my day, no cell phone, just me and myself. That's what I'm emphasizing. I could also toss in nutrition on top of that. I could toss in, you know, making sure I'm, I'm working out. I can toss in journaling. I can toss in so many different things. I'm like, I get one hour in the morning. I tune into my body and say, Hey, what is it that you need from me today in this moment? I can't do routines. I can't do same stuff all the time. I don't work that way. Tuning into my body would be a second one, you guys. So like first one, exploring with curiosity, one thing at a time. Second one, drop into your body because we try to figure out life through a mental thing, but life isn't a mental game. Life is like a feeling game. So, and you can't feel in your mind, you guys. So trying to, you know, conceptualize and understand feelings through your mind, you're going to end up getting so much more confused and so much more lost. So like drop into your body, like what feels, I ask my clients all the time. I'm like, what feels really expansive for you right now? Like what direction, like you tune in some people, like I have some clients, their gut, you know, is where they feel everything. Some people it's their heart. I had one client where she actually felt it in her head her head felt really open and then her head would feel really contracted when something wasn't right for her. So you're learning to trust your own body's wisdom. So it's like, okay, you know, the direction I'm presented with X, Y, and Z, the directions to take within my life. Okay. When I really close my eyes and think and feel into this one, what do I feel? Do I feel light? Do I feel heavy? Do I feel contracted? And kind of go through those different options and be like, okay, which one do I feel the most expansive on? What does my body feel most expansive on? Don't listen to that mind chatter because it's going to try to tell you, well, that's not realistic. Or do you really want to do that, sweetie? I don't think you're capable. It's like, no, my body tells me I feel expansive. I'm going to go that route. And I would say the third one for you guys too, it's just constantly do things outside your comfort zone. That has been the number one thing for me to really kind of get an idea of the direction I take my life. Cause again, I never envisioned myself having a coaching business, but I never would have gotten myself to the space if I didn't try, if I didn't try having clients, if I didn't try speaking, if I didn't try podcasting, I never would have gotten myself to this space. And I think so many people get so you get, get so locked up on purpose that it has to be one thing. And I'm like, oftentimes, you guys, you have to try out so many different things in order to really feel it out and understand what your purpose is. So keep going outside your comfort zone. Keep doing different in order to experience different. And eventually, stuff clicks. Yeah, I love that. I honestly love that so much. And I genuinely, after this episode, I'm going to go and write down each of these points and start I like to journal, so I'm going to start journaling on them myself um, mm-hmm. because I think that it is so important that we are continually, you know, working on self-discovery in some way. And like you were talking about how detaching from what your mind is saying and focus more on what your emotions are saying, because that's something hard to do as well, because sometimes we're kind of like, oh, but I'm just, I'm just feeling this way. How can I trust my feelings when my brain is telling me something else? But the funny thing is we have, isn't it like 
we have like three brains or something, the gut, the heart, and then our mind. And our mind is supposedly the weakest of the three. So when your gut is telling you something and your mind's trying to, trying to like confuse you and feed you other information, it's so important that you do learn to just trust your gut because Mm -hmm. that's the core of our instincts. That's, that's where we're really aware really, really, really self-aware. Um, so I do want to jump back and ask you, because you were talking at the start of this episode when you were kind of sharing a bit of your backstory, you were telling us a bit about how you were experiencing quite extreme anxiety and depression, which was leading to some intense health issues for you. So I'd love it if you could, if you're open to it, um, just share a bit about what was the healing process like this for you? Was there any sort of things that you dove into? I know that meditation is something that did come up in conversation when we first met. So is, is there anything that you'd love to share from that? So I'll riff like, I'll riff on the meditation one real quick. I don't, I don't personally meditate on a day to day, nor have I ever. I only did one silent 10 day meditation retreat, which allowed me to goes from a place of knowing to understanding that I don't have to attach to every single thought I have. And that was a huge catalyst to me healing my anxiety because anxiety is so much about you living in the future, having a worry about what may or may not happen. So for me in the healing journey, like I, and this is where to try to pinpoint exactly a healing, a healing process is hard for me because I'm, I'm not consistent with anything. I'm just, I'm so intuitive and so in flow that I'm like, I, I've learned to just tune in and ask myself, like, what is it that I need? And I'd come up to moments where it's like, I'm, I'm overthinking, I'm overthinking, I'm overthinking. And it would just be like, okay, do I want to believe this story right now? And then it was like, okay, well, no, I don't. Sometimes I just need to let that run and say, okay, you know what? You can have the thinking right now, but I don't need to believe you. And the biggest thing that helped me was just because a thought is real doesn't mean it's truth. And that was a huge thing for me to decipher between two. So that 10-day silent meditation retreat is what really became a catalyst for me detaching from my thought. And then from that journey moving forward, it was a lot of me just having internal conversations with myself, reminding myself that I'm safe. Because I do a lot of work with the nervous system. So I do throughout the day, I'm just coming back home, doing deep breathing throughout the day. That has been a huge lifesaver for me because my nervous system feels on all the time. And the only way for me to ground my nervous system is for me to come back to breath, doing something that allows me to activate the parasympathetic nervous system instead of um, your sympathetic nervous system. So working on that essence, doing deep breathing throughout the day, having those conversations with myself and I have to say too, getting vulnerable. That was a huge thing for me because I became independent at a very, very young age and always being the supporter that like, even for me now, I still struggle with being fully supported, but allowing myself to get more vulnerable, to actually speak about what was going on helped me so freaking much because I was like, I don't have to lie to myself or lie to anyone else that I'm not doing okay because I hid my anxiety and depression for a year and a half. No one knew, you know, I mean, I felt it. I didn't want to be here. You know, like it became so heavy where it was just like despair all the time, hopelessness all the time. And then finally I was like, I got to open up about this because I can't solve this on my own. There's so much that came off my chest. And then having conversations with my mom where I felt tension, having conversation with my brother where I felt tension. It was like the more that I just offloaded by actually speaking, it started to go away having those conversations with myself. And then for me too, I hired, I've hired about three or four different coaches just to have myself those containers to be understood in. 
And that was a game changer too. So getting vulnerable, but being placed in a container where you're actually understood is what changes everything. Because now all of a sudden, I'm no longer second guessing if what I'm experiencing is real. I have someone on the other end receiving what it is that I'm saying. They're like, no, I understand that that's hard. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm not making this out to be worse than it is. Like what I'm experiencing is real and it's difficult and it's hard. And I no longer have to invalidate my experience. I get to not be okay right now. And I get to share this with someone and be held and be seen. And that was a huge thing for me to kind of like offload. And that's where I'm at now too. Like I have different support containers for different things for entrepreneurial. I have family that I'll talk to certain things about. And then I have friends and like mastermind groups. And I've learned like the power of support. You guys is like nothing else. And I tell my clients too, I'm like, listen, if you were meant to do this by yourself, there'd be one, one person on the planet, but there's 7 billion different people on this planet. Like we're meant to do this together we need support we need to offload what it is that we're experiencing and those were like huge things for me and um you can't you guys can't see it but you you tap like i i don't even know between your pinky finger and your ring finger there's a little soft spot that's in between those two places so you take the two um pointer finger and middle finger from the other hand and just tap in between there and deep breathe but what it is is this becomes a point that actually activates your vagus nerve in the body and your vagus nerve is what activates your parasympathetic nervous system. So it allows you to calm. So for me, the strongest thing, and I tell myself on this on the regular all the time, anytime I'm overwhelmed, because I'm still healing my nervous system. Um, I'm like, I'm safe. I'm safe. Because that's a huge thing, right? Your whole entire body doesn't feel like it's safe. And you have to constantly remind it that it is. That the situation that you're going into is safe. That the thoughts that you're having are safe. That the emotions that you guys are having are freaking safe. And just reminding yourself of that. And it was like, through doing all these different things, just eventually it just everything started to shed away having more conversations more more than anything like having conversations with other people having a conversation with myself helped so much to like rewire my own mindset but it was like that energetic emotional baggage that you carry that became offloaded when I started to tell other people like no I'm not okay like this is what's going on this is where I'm overwhelmed and it's not just like that regular conversation how are you doing today good how are you good great I'm like you're not great you know yes own that own that yes and I was actually while you were explaining that hand thing I was going to go do it but then I remembered that my microphone's sitting in front of my mouth and if I start deep breathing the whole conversation's just gonna go so static so I'm like oh I'll save that for after this call but I I love that I love all of these different sort of approaches you use to uh, bring yourself mental clarity because I know that meditation is obviously such a common one and such a, a great one in that sense like it's very successful in what it does but it's also awesome to hear that there are other methods that you actually prefer to apply uh, within your life. So mm-hmm. I guess then we're getting close to wrapping this up. There's two more questions I did want to ask you. So what is some actionable advice you would want to give to anyone who is currently trying to overcome any sort of like inner or mental battles that they're kind of facing with themselves? I would have to say more than anything to really start, start to feel. Because that for me, like I learned through my healing journey, again, it's like when we try to conceptualize things from a mental place, it, it doesn't get you to that true place of, of healing. Because like you said too, it's really hard for people to get vulnerable and to trust their feelings because we're so used to not feeling. We're so used to being numb. We're so used to bypassing. So start there, you guys. And for me, so I guess I, to try to give you an example of a space to feel, um, you can play around with your anger 
and anger is one that you can really manipulate right away. So I have clients and myself when I'm feeling, I'm like, I haven't been angry in a while. Cause that's a huge one, especially women. We don't allow ourselves to be angry. And I'm like, rage is so freaking holy, you guys. So I'll go driving and it was funny. I'll go driving in my car and I'll turn on music and I'll just scream. I'll just scream and like let that anger out and allow myself to feel freaking angry. Or I've also done moments too where I put a pillow on my bed and then I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, like deep breathe and get into it. And I'm like, Hey, what, like what, where do we need to release this anger from? What are we angry about that we haven't allowed ourselves to be angry about? And then I'll think about it and I'll feel it. And then I'll punch a pillow. And I've done that anywhere from five to 15 minutes. And then usually I'm crying after. Um, setting up safe spaces for yourself to feel is like really important though. And another one to play with too is like sadness. So for myself, like sitting with myself in my room, having some dim lights on, usually before bed, putting on a sad playlist, like something to actually evoke that emotion and be present with it. Just let yourself feel, don't say, okay, I'm done crying. I don't need to cry anymore. And just get yourself in the habit of just giving yourself these spaces to feel because that was a game changer for me when I'm like, for me, the biggest thing you guys is sadness. Sadness is the number one emotion I'm working with in my own healing journey right now. And it's like, now when you get to that point where you give yourself the space to feel, it's no longer just, you know, the cries, it's like full body. I'm like, I'm convulsing. Like my body's crying. It's not just my eyes, but my full body's crying and the releases are different and you feel lighter, but you need to let go of that that's the true way of letting go and releasing. Um, And then another thing in regards to that there too, it's like feeling and then choosing. Like you have like body and mind, you have to do work between both. And I do believe that somatic practices. So working with the body is above the mindset stuff um, because it's like that, the way that you feel really dictates your thoughts. You know, and so look, look into somatic, that's a whole other topic, but look into somatic therapy practices, you guys. So like, that's a lot like self-soothing, like touching your body, dance, movement, anything that actually involves your body to move the energy through tapping. There's so many different things, figure out what works best for you. And I love that you said that how some people, you know, go the route of meditation because meditation didn't work for me. I'm too, my brain's too creative. My brain wants to conceptualize things too much and it would stress me out. And I'm like, I'm not going to try to sit here and meditate um, when I know it, it isn't right for me. But what works really well for me, it's putting on a playlist and dancing, getting my body involved and giving myself those spaces to feel. And then having those mental conversations with yourself and becoming the observer. So it's like, okay, do I really want to believe this thought right now? Is this really serving my highest good? Do I really need to give into this story? And you have that choice, you guys, and reminding yourself that you have that choice. It's up to you to give yourself that permission. Yes. And it's so funny too, because um, on just a previous episode that I aired with the podcast, um, we had a lady come on and she was talking about how she does dance on, which is again, like moving that energy through her body through dance. And that's like one of her major forms of meditation, which was really, really awesome. And how you were talking about like, you know, obviously no longer bypassing your emotions and actually feeling them. What I find works really well for me is when I am kind of like feeling in it because I try to be a positive person majority of the time but there are those moments where you're feeling a bit lower because I don't know if maybe those uh, more negative emotions have been suppressed and then they're finally coming out but what I actually do is 
um, I plug in my headphones. I put on very calming music, like the sort of music you would meditate to. But then I go for a walk in nature and I, I really love connecting with nature and just absorbing the energy from like the environment around me. And I go and I sit in the park looking at the broad water and I just it allows me to think it allows me to get mental clarity and it allows me to become really identified with the emotions I'm feeling at that time. So then I can acknowledge them and I can work through them rather than suppressing them like we've been talking about. So yeah, that's my little version of that. (laughs) Um, But the final question that I did want to ask you, given that this is the real time podcast, what is one piece of real advice you would love to leave our listeners with today? One piece of advice, hey, learn to cultivate radical self-trust with yourself and know that you can take yourself anywhere that you want in life and it's up to you to decide. It's up to you to make the moves and it's up to you to choose because it's you living your life, you know, and if we constantly put that power in other people's hands, you're always going to be unsatisfied. You're always going to feel like something's missing. But the moment that you take radical responsibility for your own essence and you trust yourself to go from where you are to where you want to be, everything changes. Everything falls into place. You know, what it is that you need to navigate through ends up getting released. You end up being put in front of opportunities and people that you need for your growth. But when we lack that self-trust, it's really hard. It's really hard to trust the intuition. It's hard to trust your heart. It's hard to trust your soul. It's hard to trust anything. So it's like cultivate that self-trust. Yes. And this this saying that I absolutely love, Tony Robbins, life isn't happening to us. It's happening for us. Everything you need is coming into your life for a reason. So just trust and be open to receiving it so then you can grow from it. Yes. I love that you said that. Like I would riff on that too. Like saying that's the thing. It's like, I, it's funny. I was talking to my friend the other day about manifesting and calling in things. And then all of a sudden it, it appears and you're like, I'm not ready to receive it. Like take it back. It's trust yourself, right? Trust it and then surrender to it. Allow yourself to receive it because that's what it's about. That's what life is about. Learning to receive, learning to trust what it is that you're receiving, learning to trust life. Um, Because like you said, with Tony Robbins, life is not happening, uh, you know, to us, life is happening for us all the time. I love that. I love that. Thank you so, so much for jumping on this call today. Honestly, it has just been the highest vibe call. I love your energy. I think that, you know, we've just been able to feed off each other so much and um, share so much incredible advice and insight um, for our listeners. So thank you. Thank you, Jasmine, for coming on to this podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor and oh, it was lovely, 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 lovely. <laughs> guys thank you so much for tuning into my real-time podcast i have had so much fun making this and i hope this has been able to help you in some way if you enjoyed this podcast remember to share it with someone who may be in need of hearing it my goal with this channel is to bring you guys content of real value so help me share this message and share this podcast by screenshotting it and tagging me on your stories By doing so, you'll be doing your part in helping me build this platform and build a space where people can listen, can grow, and can overcome whatever obstacles are getting in the way of their success. But that starts with you guys. Tag me at emilyjane.dm in your stories and hashtag realtime and I'll be sure to reshare you on my page. 
Thank you so much again, guys, for listening in today. Your support honestly means the world to me. So until next time, keep it real.